today on Ag News Daily. Uh, we have a great resource called futuresfundamentals.com. Um, it starts with the basics, um, has quite a few videos, tutorials, as well as some reading material to get you started. Uh, you can also come to cmegroup.com and visit our education website. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a Wednesday, November, December 14th edition of the Ag News Daily Podcast. Sponsored today by Mystic Lubes. For a full look at their top quality products, head to mysticlubes.com. Tanner, I was very off on my month this morning. You were very off on your month. Part of probably my fault because I gave you a hard time the first take. That's true. They don't see all the... Right. You didn't know if I was going to come in on the second take and interrupt you also. That's true. They, They don't ever hear all the things that go on behind the scenes that we cut out. That's right. That's uh, why it makes it so easy for our guests to have an interview is we do our best to make them sound like the experts they actually are, thanks to the editing process. That's true. Thank goodness we have it. And thank goodness for Cassidy and now Jennifer, who you will right. all meet next week, just to give a little teaser. Oh, I like what you did there. Well, anyway, Tanner, we better hop into some news for today. Today, kicking things off here, I'm going to go straight to weather. I know, shocker. But uh, we are starting to see a polar vortex spreading across the U.S. next week as it's pushing cold air up from the Arctic. There will be, as we've reported on, true blizzard conditions across the northern plains and severe weather across the south may be happening as well. This is not expected really to follow through until the end of this week, heading into the week of Christmas. And we could see, Tanner, a white Christmas this year. Good. That's what we were talking about yesterday. I know. That's why I thought I'd mention it again. Most likely a white Christmas. Good. Good. Right now, what our listeners are facing in the South is a severe weather outbreak producing tornadoes. Just a year after the deadly tornado that hit our Kentucky listeners, there are two dead confirmed in Louisiana from a severe storm. That severe storm will continue to push through the south through the end of the day on Wednesday. So listeners, please be safe. If you're in the path of that storm, make sure you take cover. And then Delaney, as that system pushes up north and east, it could create and unleash a blizzard. Uh, for our friends up in that portion of the United States. AccuWeather meteorologists are expecting an enormous storm to continue to push up and spin off of the system near the Atlantic coast and is likely to bury some of the interior northeast with more than a foot of snow. I guess that's better than the five feet of snow that Buffalo saw earlier this year. But it looks like we got quite a bit of weather happening all around us, Delaney. But here in Iowa, we have clear skies. It's a little chilly, going to be a little bit breezy. Uh, but not too bad here right around the studio. That's true. And we should be uh, thankful for that as we reported yesterday. Some people might get up to eight inches of snow. So certainly could be interesting for those folks, although I'm sure they're used to it this time of year. Tanner, I want to take us over to dig into global fertilizers. We've got a lot of different pieces of news out today. Josh Linville in his most recent fertilizer update newsletter shared a few pieces that I wanted to share with our listeners. He said, global fertilizers have seen decent downward price pressure over the last several weeks, which has definitely been positive as we've seen some demand 
shirk away and inventories build. He said, however, we're going to start seeing signs that support is coming. He also said the biggest issue in North America continues to be logistics due to river systems with low water levels, a potential rail strike, and just labor in general. So he said all in all, his outlook for 2023 is fairly positive. But when we look at other um, analysts, I suppose you could say, or outlets putting out some fertilizer-related news, Nutrienag Solutions said that their biggest concern for 2023 also happens to be logistics and the war in Ukraine. They said, however... Price volatility for agricultural inputs in 2023 in their forecast is set to be a fairly normal year for fertilizer, pesticides, and other inputs. We also got word, Tanner, that phosphorus for 2023 has good and bad news. The bad news is that it remains a challenge or excuse me, the bad news is that various challenges remain to the global fertilizer market. And top of the list is the continuing war in Ukraine. The good news is that with record high prices, there were actually less people in the marketplace in 2022 buying fertilizer. And they're suggesting that that will help push the price of phosphorus and other fertilizer prices lower in 2023, which should be fairly positive for farmers altogether. So a little bit of a mixed bag there, but all in all, sounds like 2023 will be a turnaround year for the fertilizer market and a turnaround year in producers favor hey we can only hope for that for our listeners we do to have confirmation yesterday uh u.s scientists confirm a major breakthrough in nuclear fusion technology they successfully conducted an experiment that could pave the way for abundant clean energy in the future but we still have a lot of major hurdles to climb over. Scientists confirm that they have created an experiment in which they were able to create more energy than was used. Researchers at the U.S. National Ignition Facility in California said their fusion experience re- experiments released more energy than was pumped into by the enormous high-power lasers and it became a now landmark achievement known as ignition or energy gain. The technology is far from ready to be put into power plants, but this is one step, Delaney, towards the progress to clean and abundant energy. The policy director at the White House Office of Science and Technology said they shot a bunch of lasers into a pellet of fuel and more energy was released from this fusion ignition than the energy of the lasers going in. This is such a tremendous example of what perseverance can really achieve. Delaney, my best understanding of this process due to a really nice graphic is that there is a small gold cylinder that contains this pellet of fuel. The lasers are then bounced off the walls of this interior of the golden cylinder creating x-rays. The x-ray then deteriorates the surface of the fuel until enough pressure is created in which nuclear fusion can take place, basically combustion. But what they're saying here is this research study had 192 giant lasers shined into this little gold cylinder, created more than 3,000 3, degrees Celsius, hotter than the surface of the sun. The x-rays then stripped off that surface of the pellet, like we said, and created an explosion that reached more than 400 
kilometers per second, which was the fusion portion of this. So the 2.05 megajoules of energy used on the lasers created 3.15 megajoules out. So a lot of really sciencey stuff here to say that they found a way to generate more energy than what is used, and that creates a very clean process. So now the next hurdle is to how can you raise this to a large scale, and then after that, how does this become a power source for the world? So NASA's been doing this. They're not necessarily doing this on another planet. No, that is here in California. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I didn't, I'm not sure I followed all of that, but the end result when you're walking me through the picture, that part I could visualize. There you go. Well, Tanner, the Biden administration is forecasting once again that there should be more focus on climate smart projects. They have awarded an additional $325 million to a second round of climate smart projects, which will be able to fund an additional 71 projects as they develop climate smart commodities and a money making market for them, according to Secretary Vilsack. This initiative is part of the Biden administration's goal to reduce U.S. greenhouse gas emissions in half by 2030. The USDA has devoted in total about $3.1 billion to their climate smart partnerships. And some folks in Congress are not too happy about this, saying the White House has exceeded their authority in creating such a large program and funding it on their own. Some critics also say in the scientific community that more detail is needed to judge the value of these projects. But nonetheless, the projects will run for up to five years. And I think I have seen on maybe Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn a couple of ag businesses that have applied and received some of these grants. But certainly interesting to see who will get some climate smart dollars. Um, There's obviously a couple of different requirements, but they've emphasized small and underserved producers, people who work with minority serving institutions, and of course, those who are working to increase or decrease, I should say, the greenhouse gas or energy footprint, environmental footprint of agriculture. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see as more of these grants get handed out who gets to take advantage of those and propel their business forward. Before I get to my next story, let's pause here for a message from our sponsor today. Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. Lenny tractor sales fell in November, according to the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, but combine sales improved, which would make a little bit of sense due to seasonality. Tractor sales in the U.S. plunged in November, and they are looking at a 21% year-over-year drop. The decline was led by a drop in the sales of two-wheel drive tractors under 40 horsepower, which fell 28%. Sales of those 40 to 100 horsepower tractor units fell 11%, while 100-plus horsepower sales rose 6.2%. Four-wheel drive tractors themselves were up 7.1%. As mentioned, combine sales was a Largest gain in the industry sector, they were up 8.3% for the month of November. But since the start of the year, Delaney, 
those two-wheeled tractors are down 15%, 19% for those under 40 horsepower. The 40 to 100 are down 11%. So that's how you get your blended 15 for tractors over 100 horsepower, they are actually up on the year 13%. So November was the first category, categorical month in which they had fallen. Combine sales in January, since January 1, were up 16%. So kind of been the year of the combine as far as machinery and equipment sales go. But overall, the ag sector, especially large horsepower machines, has continued to be strong on the buying sector. Well, it's also been a strong buying sector in farmland sales, Tanner. We've gotten some fresh 2022 Iowa state land value surveys that show the average value of an acre of farmland in the state of Iowa jumped 17% or about $1,600 to a record average price of $11,411 per acre. They said after adjusting for inflation, the 2022 average value surpassed the previous inflation-adjusted record set in 2013. This is according to Wendong Zhang, who is an associate professor, of course, at Iowa State University. Um, But he also went on to note that the Federal Reserve seems to be determined to keep raising interest rates until they get a firm control on inflation. And he said that makes a tricky balance because larger and quicker interest rate hikes run the risk of slowing down the economy to obviously a recession. And he said that while interest rates have put a downward pressure on land market prices, the effects typically won't show up in land for a year or two. So it could be a couple of years out in the making until we start to see this thing come back the other way. Yeah, that's interesting because we'll just have to wait and see how things play out, unfortunately. But a lot of economic factors that are pointing towards slowing it down, but we continue to see some strong land sales. Well, Delaney, the last piece of news I have here is around the new technology in autonomous equipment and the tech strategy to support it. Case New Holland, or known as CNH, revealed their new strategy to a group of investors and analysts during demonstrations on Tuesday. CNH Tech Day at the University of Arizona's Maricopa Agriculture Center featured autonomous and alternatively fueled tractors providing evidence of aggressive investment strategy and speed to delivery for farmers of these new technologies. CNH announced that they purchased 10% minority stake in Stout Industrial Technology, a Salinas, California-based startup. It is building smart implements that are powered by artificial intelligence. CNH sees this investment as an important piece of their see and act work by building machines that are completely automated and autonomous. So that way we can create task-based sensor-detected data and process our field work with that information. Stout's Smart Cultivator is a software-controlled implement for tractors that uses cameras, AI, vision technology, and other important technologies to distinguish crops from weeds And once they identify the implement can simultaneously cultivate those crops and remove those weeds without any damage to what was left behind. So the CEO, Scott Wine, spoke at the Tech Days, said that CNH Tech Strategy supports their customer-inspired innovation. And they're incredibly excited that their smart engineers that are incredibly capable 
can now work with a powerful team to push the agricultural world forward. So it looks like more focus coming out of the CNH camp towards that because we had also reported on the Raven Industries acquisition that CNH had done and their Case IH Trident applicator using fully autonomous Raven technology. That Trident was developed from product and introduced <clears throat> at the beginning of 2023 as being fully autonomous and having a spreading platform that uses AI. So big advancements there, Delaney, in the world of technology as it relates to farm equipment. Well, Tanner, I have just one other headline here to share this morning as well. Just a quick hit because we are, of course, seeing day two of the Federal Reserve meeting today. And a lot of folks are expecting to see them raise interest rates by half a point at the conclusion of their meeting on Wednesday. We will, of course, be able to report on this first thing on the podcast tomorrow. But I was wondering if you had any insight as to whether or not the banks have already raised interest rates in reflection of that anticipation. No, we do not. We have not seen anything across our peer network. We have not raised anything uh, at this point in time. And I think probably the biggest lag in this point is the still lingering discussion of maybe a three quarter percent hike. Half is where a majority of the percentage of predictions are landing, but there is still a possibility for one that is higher. And uh, I think for that case in general, most banks are just going to wait until the announcement are made. Okay, well, hopefully we'll get that word later this afternoon, if not first thing tomorrow. But Tanner, let's take one more quick break here for today's message from our sponsor. Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. Tanner, as we take a look at the overnight markets here, we saw some weakness in the overnights as March corn will open at 6.49 and a quarter, down four cents in the overnight. New crop corn down two and a quarter cent at 5.93. January soybeans will open seven cents lower at 1472. November soybeans down four and three quarters cents at 1387. March Chicago wheat will open this morning at 743, down seven and three quarters cents in the overnight. And March hard red winter wheat opening bell here will be at 853, down 12 and a quarter cents in the overnight. Livestock markets yesterday finished in positive territory. And we'll open this morning at a buck fifty six thirty five in the February live cattle contract, a dollar eighty four twenty two in January feeders, and in February lean hogs they will open this morning at eighty four fifty seven and a half. Tanner, without further ado, let's kick it over to today's conversation with Mackenzie Billings of the CME Group. listeners here with Mackenzie from the CME Group. And we're going to talk a little bit about the cattle markets today. I know we talk about markets a lot on this show, but Mackenzie, what can you tell us about the lowering inventory and rising demand of cattle? Is Are these prices going to stay the way they are? Well, it's hard to tell, right? Uh, we've got a lot of factors that are that are influencing the market now, a lot of headline risks that we have are now starting to see 
come hit the market kind of all at once. Uh, so what we've really been seeing is we've been seeing folks come to the marketplace and particularly our options complex um, to really deal with that uncertainty as well as with some of the volatility. Uh, so we definitely have seen a lot of open interest increase in our, in our options markets on the livestock side. And Mackenzie, I know in our pre-conversation, I kind of touched on this. We know a lot of the bigger players in the cattle market right now are selling on a grid basis as opposed to the cash basis. What effect does that have on the markets? At this point, not not a heck of a whole lot as far as the futures markets are concerned. We're, they're still using the products the same way uh, that they would be if they were in the cash market. Um, so it... it Yes, there is a little bit of a change there, but at this point, they're still utilizing futures and options uh, pretty much the same way that they had always had been to really uh, manage that price risk. And we know that China and the U.S. and a few other countries had a meeting today, and it looks like those relations are getting better. Is that going to impact livestock markets or crop markets in the future? Again, it's probably one of those one of those events that you will absolutely start seeing some influences. Um, you know, like we've been seeing energy, we've been seeing uh, interest rates, and definitely have been hitting our communities as well as our businesses. So it is so important that we are utilizing futures and options and and making sure you're hedging. Um, you know, futures and options aren't the only tool in the toolbox, um, but they've been around for a while. They're absolutely um, they're liquid. They're a good place to come, uh, especially at CME Group, uh, where we are actually we're transparent and what we're doing, uh, but you also have a clearing model. So we're backing those transactions. So you've got a little bit of a safety of a clearinghouse there. Absolutely. And for any of our producers listening that haven't really stuck their toe into the markets and gotten into the hedging and things like that, what advice would you have for them to dive into that? Absolutely. It starts with education. Uh, we have a great resource called futuresfundamentals.com. Um, it starts with the basics, um, has quite a few videos, tutorials, as well as some reading material to get you started. Uh, you can also come to cmegroup.com and visit our education website. Uh, once you get a little bit, uh, get the markets kind of under your belt a little bit, uh, and you want to start trading and learning about different strategies, uh, you can certainly come to our education section and, and learn a little bit more there. Well, Mackenzie, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Gaston. Well, you had a good conversation there, Tanner, coming to us from NAFB. We are almost through all of our great conversations from the NAFB. We will be off a few days next week and the following week for Christmas. So we don't have many episodes left of 2022 here on the Ag News Daily Podcast. We have to really step up our game to go out with a bang. Listeners, if you have any last interviews for 2022 that you think we should do, make sure you hit us up on social media and let us know where to go find those. But for today, what do you say, Delaney? Should we let the listeners go? Let's let them go.